Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of Teal of Interiors. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. As always, we love you so much for listening. Keep sending us those emails and topic requests. We are really appreciating them. If you don't know the addresses, hello at teaoverinteriors.com. And be sure to send those over to us. And also, don't forget, give us a five-star rating because we would so much appreciate. Okay, let's move on. Alicia, girl, you know I need to know what you sipping on. I'm having a raspberry tea today. Just felt like a little bit of summer explosion of, you know, wonderful fruit flavors. What you sipping on? So this morning, I am having nutty chocolate tea, black tea with chocolate, and I have froth, froth, froth. Okay. (laughs) It is the word, Alicia. Okay, lady. I have almond milk creamer that I added to it to make myself a special little treat this morning. Do you like your almond milk creamer more than the coconut milk creamer? I think I like the almond milk creamer better. Is it thicker? It's thicker. And when I put it in the frother, I can't get this word right this morning. When I put it in the frother, it's so frothy. Like it's so, you should see. Okay, I got to post a picture. I got to try So, it's time for these randomness. <laughs> okay, so, I'm doing a today in history kind of thing for today's randomness. Okay. Today in history. In 1969, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Hmm. Very interesting. Awesome. All right, let's move on to today's topic. Alicia has yes. a very special announcement that she made this weekend. She yeah. has generously decided to share some of her wisdom with you all privately on Zoom. So be sure to get in touch with Alicia at alicia at com to find out more information. Alicia, you want to tell them a little bit about your workshop that you're going to be starting? Absolutely. So I have gotten a million questions from different friends and family members and listeners and everybody about renovations, interior renovations specifically, and what it really takes to make a renovation a success. And since I've done so many of them, and I really understand from the emotional perspective, how exhausting and exhilarating it can be. I want to share some of my tips and tricks. And there are really no tricks to it. That's that's the bottom line. I really want to emphasize that there are no shortcuts. You can definitely save money and there are many opportunities to save money. But I want to share some of my 
sage wisdom, my insider perspective. And I really want to encourage even the people who feel like they can't do it. I want to encourage them to go ahead and really be encouraged. It can happen. You can do this. But it does take planning and it does take awareness. So my hope is that I will actually share that awareness. I will actually give you some insight so that you feel empowered to do it. So today we're going to talk a little bit about shower renovation ideas. Alicia, do you have any suggestions? I do indeed. So I've got a lot of knowledge about what goes on behind the shower before you put the pretty stuff on. So for most people, if you're hiring a contractor to do it and you're not doing it yourself, you're definitely going to get the green board or the waterproof board. This is important because mold and mildew is very real and can become quite a bit of a challenge. But I think more importantly, we want to figure out what the floor situation is going to be. If you're going to be using tiles, Ideally, you want to think about, you know, your pitch and making sure that everything is pitched towards your drain. And sometimes we have showers that collect water at the bottom and it just sits there. And even though that's not an ideal situation, it's really not ideal because of the mold and mildew issue. So if you find yourself constantly cleaning your existing shower and not being able to get those tiles dry and clean for the next shower, you shouldn't be walking into a shower that's wet and you showered yesterday or last night. So that pitch is really important. A lot of people don't know when they're doing renovation that they have a long drain option as opposed to the drain that's in the middle. The long drain which is usually along the one side, and that's a sloped situation. And it's not so noticeable that you're feeling like you're standing on a tilt, but the long drain looks nicer sometimes, depending on how your shower is configured, but it'll give you an opportunity to let all the water kind of slide down to one side. So that's a really good option to consider when you're looking at preparing your floor. If you have a, a longer side and a shorter side, so you have more of a rectangular shape shower as opposed to a square. You might want to think about linear drains and putting all that in. Now, it changes the plumbing underneath. So that's why when I talk about design of showers, I like to talk about the guts, you know, the walls, the floors. And then more importantly, there's a ceiling there. Back in the day, we always used to tile ceilings. Nowadays, it's not necessary to tile a ceiling for moisture and condensation. People used to do it because it was easier to clean. You could still do it. It's not a problem. But aesthetically, you don't have to. When you use the green board, you're dealing with that mold and mildew possibility. And so you want to make sure that you mitigate the risk by using the right materials. So what material do you recommend best for the shower surround? Do you recommend tile or is there a better material? I think porcelain tile is the number one go-to in the field nowadays. It's because you can do large format tiles that feel more like you're using a slab of stone and it's affordable. So there are tiles out there now that are 24 by 24. There's tiles that are 24 by 48. So it looks like you've splurged on some really expensive stone. It really has everything to do with, you know, what you want it to look like. I did mine with a combination of porcelain 
and natural marble. I did real marble in my shower. And I did smaller because I have an older house. Size and shape is also a very important consideration. So materials, size and shape, how you want it to feel. A lot of people have this idea that they want a shower that feels like a spa. I hear that very often. So you want to figure out what that means to you, of course, because it means something different to everyone. Each time I run into a person who says they want the spa feel, it means something different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but back, back to the infrastructure, the niche is so important. So that kind of like a box, people call it, or a built-in, something that gives you a recessed shelf and the height that allows you to put your larger shampoos and bottles and, you know, bath and body wash and all of that. Some people have those really large ones they buy from Costco. And if your niche is only 12 inches high, that bottle's not going to fit in there. Could always take the big bottle and use a smaller decorative bottle and fill it and use plastic because sometimes when the bottle, I have glass and plastic in there, but be careful about the glass because it could definitely fall. And if you have a tile floor, you got to get shattered glass and you got to get that up because you're not supposed to be struggling in the shower to shower <laughs> and, and step around glass and, you know, did you get it all? And now it's time to go take a shower and you feel like you've stepped on something a little shard. So be really careful about that, what you put on the niche. How do you feel about tub and shower combinations? I've spoken to so many people who tell me that they hate tub and shower combinations. But in a small bathroom... What do you think people should do? Do you think they should decide whether they want a tub or a shower? I think if you live in a house and you know that you're going to be wanting to sell that house one day and realtors will tell you this, it's always good to keep at least one tub in the house because mostly people who buy houses and they have children, they're going to want a bathtub. It's just one of those things. You don't take a two and three year old and four year old and typically put them in the shower. You can, <laughs> but that's a lot. So you want to make sure you have a bathtub in the house. If it's going to be the only bathtub you have in the house, I encourage you to keep it combined, you know, keep that tub shower. But I know a couple good friends of mine who kept it. They do have a powder room in their house for guests, but they only have one bathroom that everyone has to use. If you stay overnight, you use that same bath. And they've converted their only tub bathroom to a shower stall instead and it just works better for their lives there's they're seniors so stepping in and out of that tub to take a shower was definitely not ideal and so they felt like it was just easier access and they're much much happier and the curb is not very high you know that's another consideration the curb which yeah. is basically that little lip that you step over to get into the shower and contains the water. Did they add a shower seat? No, I didn't see that. But they're going to buy or they have already bought a teak one that can sit inside. And teak is desirable because it can take the constant exposure to water. So, you know, that wood is very hardy, very durable. That's very interesting. Do you advise people if they're going to start doing this renovation for the bathroom and we're talking about shower ideas, do you recommend that people ditch glass doors? How do you feel about glass doors opposed to shower curtains? What instances would you use these kind of things? I have opinions, but I'm curious about yours. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the shower curtain unless you just can't afford the door because the doors aren't cheap. 
as I said, I I was calculating what I spent on my shower. and I mean, my whole bathroom reno, but the shower alone. I ordered my shower door from Amazon. And thank you, God, it came perfect. There was no issue. It wasn't broken. It wasn't irregular and strange by any stretch of the imagination. But I got to tell you, I looked for that door and it took me me with the experience and, you know, 38 years of design and architecture experience, it even took me a minute to pull the trigger. I think it can be very intimidating to buy sight unseen and really feel like you're going to get the right thing. You got to kind of let go of some of your ideas about what it should be when you're searching for those shower doors, unless you're looking to pay a couple of thousand dollars. I was not trying to spend a thousand dollars just on the shower door the glass door, but I am a huge fan of the glass door and I love it. I love it. And it is an actual door. It's not just a partition. So when do you recommend a sliding one and when do you recommend one that opens? Well, it's all about configuration, the size of your shower. If you have a rectangular shower, then you're wanting probably to do a slider. I've done rectangular showers and just done glass partition. If it's on a tub, then it's affixed to the tub deck. If it goes all the way down to the floor, it's affixed to the curb. And because really you don't have to worry about overspray as long as your partition is long enough or wide enough to cover your body when it's close to the shower head and about another two feet behind you, then the overspray is not going to be severe that's going to go around that partition wall, that glass partition wall, and into the into the bathroom. So the decision to use a door versus a partition is pretty much based on the scale, you know, the size, the configuration, rectangular versus square. Yeah. I think if you're going to have a square, you're going to have to really feel like a door that pivots will be best as opposed to a partition. A partition on a square configured shower is not going to do anything for you. Does that make sense? Like if you have a three by three shower, a super tiny shower. Then you can't have you can't have a partition because you that's need correct. wide feet for a partition. But guess what? Like you and I know that, but that is not common knowledge. Yeah, that sounds like some good things to get started with. Of course, Alicia's going to explain more in her workshop. So you want to sign up for that. So make sure you email her at alicia at com to find out more, to sign up, to get more knowledge, and to make your next Renovation? Yep. Best renovation. Sounds good. I'm excited. Looking forward to hearing from you all. Yes. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.